and welcome into the Empire Dynasty League podcast. We are back on a Tuesday night, which is very rare for us. That's how organised we are. Uh, also means we've got plenty on to not do this <laughs> later in the week. Uh, but I'm joined as always on the Tuesday night by In The Flesh, Christopher Keane. How are you? Yeah, very well, Ben. Very well and great to be here in the flesh. It's a late sort of Tuesday night sort of setup, but uh, we're in good form. I've got the uh, famous or infamous Hod to my left. How are you, Hod? Very good, boys. We are lucky enough to be joined by a fourth host. Well, we've got a guest. First time ever. Can we get any thoughts from the big man? He, he needs a, a blanket. Looks a bit passed out on the couch right now. Mm. Yeah. The Zig Man, he's with us. First time, well, we don't often record on a Tuesday night, so we are blessed with the presence of the little fella, but it is good to be here as always. For anyone not aware, we're referring to a dog. Hod <laughs> doesn't have yeah. a child <laughs> sleeping not on the couch. Not that I know of. Oh. <laughs> a little Canberra baby. <laughs> That's quick, quick that's <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it, shall we, with kicking it off with the news. Every newsman in this city is laughing at us, and I don't like it. Yes, and uh, the news came through today, actually, that uh, the COVID situation over in America is obviously a little heightened at the minute, and there was 37 NFL players um, that tested positive for COVID. I think a lot of them were defensive players and probably not fantasy relevant. There was a few. It's a lot from Detroit, wasn't there? Yeah, but, but I just think it's probably it's probably just the follow-on effect from this. And um, it's an interesting time as we go into fantasy playoffs, as we all know, mm. for this sort of to be lingering around. And uh, we know sort of the impact of of that COVID going on, on for a week at minimum, most likely. So it really could impact... Uh, any team and, and probably having depth is going to be pretty important, I would think. Absolutely. And it, it, the example was today. I mean, Tyler Higby got ruled out mm. not too long before the game, yeah. which doesn't yeah. leave you with much uh, option to replace, whereas most of the COVID news has been a bit earlier in the week um, leading up to now. So it's a bit of an issue. Bit of an issue. All right. Well, we'll we, it's been a while since we've had our resident Tom Brown here, but Hod, do you want to kick off with some injuries? We'll start with probably the injuries of uh, mine and Keeney's team because I reckon we'll cover the other ones in the previews. We will touch on the injuries for you too because you do have the week off. They are sitting here sucking down some beers and looking very happy with themselves. So I will uh, talk through... I've got a few injuries for both teams, very notable ones actually. So I'll start with the uh, Lions here. Lamar Jackson, uh, what looked to be pretty bad. He got carted off, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Pussy. And uh, But that was just with an ankle. Um, and it was thought to be a high ankle sprain, which is obviously not what you want. It's that four to six week period. But uh, luckily they ruled that out today. Uh, so low, low ankle there and a chance for this week. But the theme of this injury report for these two gentlemen is that they've got a lot of players that have a chance to play and probably don't want them to get having the week off. So, um, yeah, just want to touch on that um, before we carry on. Uh, yeah, watched it live. Was absolutely shitting my pants watching it because it was very early in the game. Um, and it was pretty innocuous. It was a defender sort of falling on him as he was kind of turning away and hit the back of his leg. And mm. So I thought, obviously... Because it looked innocuous because he got carted off, it wasn't a good sight. So, pretty pleasing to hear that it's not high ankle and that it's not potentially anything more serious. Yeah, so you, you probably want him to have a rest this week and yep. uh, come back fresher for the week after in your first playoff game. But is there a, con- a quarterback controversy in Baltimore? I just want to ask that. Uh, <laughs> there was a little... Uh, even that, though the trade that period... scramble that he had. Even though the trade period... He had 270 yards, I just had. But the trade period is obviously over, but I still like to just throw out the trade block alerts for all. Bit of uh, notice for the dingers there. But the second one, this is probably the most concerning, Adam Thielen, another ankle. Uh, not looking great. He's already had a week off and there's no return uh, in sight yet, which is not a bad thing. Um, you, again, you'll be hoping for that three-week return rather than this week and um, no chance of recurrence. But... Um, yeah, he. I, I don't know if that has been ruled out, if that's a high ankle, so that could be a bit um, more concerning. 
Yeah, and with that one, it's uh, I'm an interested onlooker on that one as well because yeah, I've know. got KJ Osborne as who comes in as sort of that number two when Thielen's not there. So um, with a few of my injuries at the wide receiver position, which we'll go through in a sec, um, he's been an, a pretty decent pretty wide handy. receiver three for me. So mm. um, you never want injuries, but if he uh, if Thielen stays out for one more week, that'll suit me. Was that a waiver wire? At? It was yeah, at the start very of the year. early. Yeah, and you outbid me for him, which pissed me off at the time. Mm. How different that would have been. That, that's an interesting one because they had a few players um, vying for that third option. Um, mm. BC Johnson was one. The the draft pick that they got, the name eludes me, but it's a long one. Um, and then obviously KJ Osborne. So that one's worked out very well. And the last one for the Lions here is TJ Hawkinson. Pretty important part of that team uh, with the hand. He's still a chance for this week, um, but again. As I said, the theme is Ben would be hoping for just a rest week for all three players and get right for the week after. I'm sure you can uh, send an email and have a chat to the uh, medical doctors at the uh, respectable teams there. Pull some strings. Well, yeah. I suppose, yeah. And look, TJ Hawkinson's a big a big name for you, Ben. Um, but at least, you know, worst case is if... If you know you didn't have another tight end in behind him, then you'd be in a bit of strife because we yeah. know that position is pretty thin. You've got the hottest prospect at the minute at tight end, which is George Kittle, who's gone nuts over the last two or three weeks, which is really good for you. Um, so at least you've kind of got that position filled with if Hawkinson does miss a bit of time. Yep. Very good point. Um, anything you want to add there, Ben? Last one? No, I think you pretty much hit the nail on it. I think happy for all these blokes to have another week off mm. and hope that they just rest up and don't re-injure themselves. I think Adam Thielen's probably the one I'm most concerned about or I don't think I'll probably... I might not be a chance to see him in the playoffs of fantasy at the way that that injury goes. You hit the, uh, hit the nail on the head. Is that a big, thick nail just out of interest? Just a thick and fat nail. Yeah, Absolutely. Lovely. Now, uh, <laughs> we'll move on to the grouse and another few very important parts to this team but Austin Eckler another ankle um, it must be the season for them but uh, likely for next week again the same theme though Keeney you probably want him to rest up for a week and come back uh, fresh for your first playoff game in week 15 yeah and they do have an early game this week I reckon the Chargers so there's actually for the league who uh, who may be listening should be listening uh, just a heads up, there's a Saturday game this over in America this week. So Ooh. set your lineups, make sure. So Sunday our time, make sure you're not bitten by the old uh, Saturday game. Mm. I think the Chargers play in that window. So is because that in like, it's a, Mexico or something? Why is it uh, Saturday? I'm not too sure, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think Eckler and the Chargers are in that sort of earlier game. They don't have a full week. So, um, again, similar theme. I'm hoping they just give him the week off and he'll be right to go the following week. I'll just uh, add to your point you said earlier, Keeney, where I'm in a position with tight end where I don't have to worry so much. Austin Eckler going out's not a huge concern for Keeney, I suppose, when he's got uh, JJ Taylor. No, not JJ Taylor. Ooh, Ooh. Bit better than JJ. Taylor, yep. Uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, that's that's a flex player for you, isn't it, when Austin Eckler's out at this point? Yeah, a very important one. You're smoking Joe as well, don't you? Smoking Joe, yep. Very important Oh, yeah, one. forgot about Mixon. Uh, who's... Had a massive second half of the year, I'll just add on there. Um, very noble of you to mention the Saturday game. I wonder if he mm. would have done the same thing if he was playing, <laughs> he was playing. this week. But um, <laughs> always AJ Brown, another key cog to the grouse. Uh, he's been on IR, but will, well, likely to return in week 16, um, which is the next week for playoffs for you two. Yeah, I don't know if he's likely. He's eligible. Um I don't really know. I haven't really heard much about it. I've sort of been looking at it and trying to find out some information. But um, what, what was his really official? Just sort of like ribs, soft and, cock. Yeah, soft, <laughs> soft cock, flaccid. Um, well, boys, when we need information, you come to me for the IT yeah, department. I've checked at Keeney, and it says he is likely to return week sixteen. Uh, that's against the 49ers. Nice little match up there. Um, so yeah. Falls in very nicely with your playoff sketch. Mm-hmm. That's uh, well interesting to see who you cop that first week. There's a bit of nervous energy as to who you might draw there. The bunny, the straight cash homies the are blizz. flocking. The, the blizz. The blizz. The, the kissed <laughs> on the, the dick. Oh, he will play Conklin too, won't he? Gronklin. Gronklin. If he gets there. This has got uh, good plenty in the tank. Oh, we'll, we'll get to those games uh, a little later on. But the last one, Calvin Ridley, obviously huge unknown with him. 
so it's just a wait and see for him but uh for his sake i hope he's uh back sometime this year um in a mental space to do so so players uh who could bounce back in playoffs do you you want to jump through them yeah, I'll jump through them. It's really just so we're just going through as Ben sort of touched on at the top. We're just really talking about me and Ben's team because we have the week off and we'll go through this sort of stuff with the individual matchups this week. Um, so Ben, for you, it's probably Michael Carter's a big one for you. Mm. Um, coming off IR, I reckon. He, so he served his three games on IR. He'd been going very nicely, and certainly a player that you can absolutely slot in there. So if you know Hawkinson misses, he just slots straight in uh, in that flex spot, which would be really nice for you. Um, that'd be a big boost. And the other ones. Um, Daryl Henderson for Thais. Um We'll talk about Thais's running backs when we get to him, but um, he's got a few players in that similar boat that um, could really help him this this week. Um, who we didn't have against Timos. Well, the the other side of the Henderson one is that he boosts yeah. the stock of Sony Michelle, which well, which I don't mind. And well, Hod, he didn't play that great today. And Hod, you were saying the other day, I reckon, and it's an interesting point: is will with the emergence of Sony Michelle, and he's been playing pretty well the last two weeks, will that hamper Henderson's role? Like, Henderson's been the workhorse yeah, in will LA. Yeah, they share it a bit more? Will they share it a bit more? Well, this is the time of year teams typically do that. They want the freshest backs out there at all times. There's a lot of wear and tear on the bodies at this time of year going into playoffs. So, yeah, that will be an interesting watch. But another 20 carries and 80 yards for Sony Michelle. So, that's a fair workload. Mm. Don't know that they just drop that as soon as Henderson comes back. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. Mm. Uh, well, let's... Uh Continue with the reviews. Let's move forward amicably. First of all, you're throwing too many big words at me. Okay, now, because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth. Now, I did listen back to last week's pod, which was an absolute cracker. Might have been the best one, yet the ratings came in and they were glowing. Um, but that little snippet there, I thought that was Kevin Hart. Yeah, it I, is. It is. It is? Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you said it was a scene out of 40-year-old Virgin. Yeah, it is. Kevin also. Hart plays a little cameo. He plays that's a little... The guy in the video store? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's him. That's not Kevin Hart. It yeah. is. It's Kevin Hart. Yeah, it Very is. early days. Racist day. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> is was, it really? Yeah. Holy it's shit. It's 100%. Ben, have you actually looked at the, the listenership from last week and was there any sort of ACT vibe? No, I haven't actually. I might. I'll get IT department onto that. Drill down onto um, where those earbuds were. I can't even believe I didn't even think to look at that after last week's pod. But I will. I'll drill down on that. I'll get IT in on that one, and I'll get back to you. But uh, while I do that, we'll just kick it off. The first game of the week was it was the match of the week going in because this one was it was for all the chocolates. It was the demons against the stallions. Whoever won won the division. That's what we sort of want in this final week of the season it's kind of how we set up this player uh the schedule finishing with all your division games so it was the san diego demons coming out on top 140 to the stallions 117 so uh camo just flexing his muscles there just to get the win over there what are some of our thoughts or takeaways from that well i'll just quickly go first um question without notice how many matches of the week did the sunny weaver junior division get this year I'm going to go out on a limb and say one, that and was it was this that one. It. That was the one. Yeah, I reckon that's probably right, and it was probably only because it had a bit on it. Yeah. Otherwise, high it, stakes. I reckon otherwise. pretty much all of them fell in your division, Keeney, in the Von Mac division. Yeah. That would have had about ninety-five percent. There I'm, could have been one from my division. I know I your division is very strong on its unity and <laughs> pumping up its own tires for some unknown reason, but. Uh, yeah, I reckon probably only one. Oh, that is a fantastic segue because I've got a text <laughs> from my man Cummins. <laughs> oh, and uh, I'll just read it out for the listeners. He does give me, as I said, he, he gives me some shit on the, the reviews and whatnot for the listeners. But deep down, I know he, uh, he likes what I'm bringing to the table. I'm finally listening to the podcast, he says. Full credit to you for dialing in from Canberra. You have redeemed yourself for failing to rock up for that Sunday morning pod a while back. <laughs> now, I informed him I redeemed myself a long, long time ago for that. Um, but I just thought I'd add that little snippet. I haven't got too much on this game. If you want to run through your little points there, Keeney, I might find something. Yeah, well, I reckon, uh, obviously, unfortunate for Jimmy. He had a, had a pretty good year, um, put himself in a position with the last sort of month. He, he made a good run at it. Just fell a little bit short um, this week. But uh, a few talking points here, I reckon, for, for Camo. And we'll probably touch on a little bit in the uh, the preview. But Javante Williams is back-to-back big weeks for Javante. Now, Melvin Gordon played in this one. Um, so, he's still, it's really a 50-50 split still. But the fact he's able to get in the end zone, which he hadn't done previously with Melvin Gordon in the lineup, 
Um, number one, a great fantasy piece, I think, for Camo next year and beyond. But also, you know, the type of player you want to take into a, a playoff sort of run. Well, this is a double whack here because mm. Javante Williams... You like a double whack. Yeah, I don't mind one. Um, he, is, he is could have taken the torch here um, in, yep. the, in that running back battle. Gordon is a free agent next year. Um, and now he seems to be outperforming. He had two touchdowns, actually, one in through the air mm-hmm. and one on the ground. So a bit of a double double whacker. And <laughs> and if you haven't seen, Jim did not start Melvin Gordon. I did see that just now. And they both put up 20-plus. So I'm not sure it would have got the job done for him, but gee, Willick is actually... Would have made it close. Holy hell, it might have made it really close. But... Um, in summary, is there's actually the Demons' second highest ever score in his existence in the uh, EDL. So a great week to produce the 140 burger for him, um, and for Jim, it was his third lowest score this year. So, as we said, he, he'd been producing some good numbers throughout the year, and he just uh, faltered at the wrong time of year. So, yep. Um, I just have noticed that Robbie Anderson produced a 17.9. Is oh, that yeah. is that what he had previously from the whole year? <laughs> Um, it feels like it. Cam, Cam who, likes him. I was he just does. about to ask who was quarterback. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he forgot. He does. He got benched go. a couple of times. So Which is so bizarre because going into the year, you get Darnold back. They obviously played at the Jets together. Um, there was just no connection mm. at all. And then mm. you got Cam coming in and he produces 12 targets for seven catches. So, yeah, um, definitely flex the muscles there. Great on the quarterbacks. Um Camo set for years, I think. Joe Burrow, 22, and, and mm. Herbert, a 24.9. So yep. they are going to put him in good stead um, most weeks. It's going to be pretty easy to build around that, you would think. But we'll move on to the next one, which saw the brothers uh, facing off again. The straight cash homies is a bit of a preview for our first playoff game. Straight cash homies defeating Prestige Worldwide, 131 to 101. We'll call it 102. Matt, we'll round it up for you because you need all the points you can get at this point. Uh yeah, another another poor performance for the Prestige Worldwide. What are your thoughts? Did you um did you happen to have some stats around the opponent's scores for Tim during the division weeks? Were you running with something off air before that might be worth the uh, listeners' time? Well, it could be. Well, yeah. How about you search for that? I'll I'll oh. run through some uh, ITs on it. Little points. I reckon he's got it ready to go. <laughs> Knowing him, that's my home He's screen. got that up his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> my favourites in photos. No, you've got a you got a nice little bl- uh, no, blizzard on the I just, screen. I just, yeah, the blizzard. I, I can also confirm just quickly, IT got back to me. No Canberra listeners, unfortunately. You're I, kidding. I'm sorry. Really? That's stunning. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to explain it. I, I can uh, explain it. We had two New South Welsh listeners and two South Australian and one Queensland, so you must have spread your seeds pretty <laughs> far. Around Canberra, Jesus. fourteen strength. unknown. So maybe they just maybe they were a little bit shy. Yeah, mm. who knows? They'll come out. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get on with it. <laughs> nah, I, I found this one quite interesting, actually. The uh, yeah, you always do. Well, <laughs> it's my favourite word. <laughs> if we're going to be flat sick on us, but the Vontae Mac division, I think we can all agree, is a pretty sort of strength, a bit of strength behind it. A nice division. You want some... Uh, it's always going to be tough, I reckon, to go through that division and, and perform pretty well. Timos went 5-1 and one in the Vontae Mack divisional So he must rounds. have scored a shitload of points then. You'd think so. But here's the uh, opponent's scores against him. 87. That's opponents without an O. Yeah, just the opponents. The they op- didn't deserve the O. The opponents. 87. <coughs> win. 114. Yeah, low. Win. 81. Very low. Win with a 90. <laughs> 71. That's got to be a loss. He lost that. Yeah. He scored 55. 134 got the win. 55. <laughs> 101. So it's a lovely, lovely sketch. I would love, I'd dream of a sketch like that. He's well, got a, if, he surely knows that he's scraped in there at that position with those sorts of wins. He must be worried about this week. Hmm. Is this is your division, correct? Yeah. So. That's a very interesting opponent scores there for the powerhouse division of this league. There's some pretty low scores that have been produced in the divisional weeks. Yeah. It wasn't like that earlier in the year. They were all big, whopping scores. Well, so you're saying it's a division that goes big early <laughs> and falls away? Mm. Nothing wrong with that as long as you've got a few blankets <laughs> lying around. 
<laughs> well, well, no, nah, there was a ringmaster in that. Uh, oh, I bet there was. <laughs> <laughs> there was in uh, Young Papa's. <laughs> he was punishing something. Um, at the start of the year, he was flying, and then I think Papa sort of encapsulated that little drop-off towards the end of the year. Uh, we know he had injuries. We know he's vocal about his injuries. I, yeah. So. Maybe the Zen's wearing off a fraction, um, but uh, Papa saw, surely uh, was someone who sort of summed that, yeah. up. I mean, mm. it was almost two seasons in one for him. It was. There, there, was um, there was a very good point made by one of you two on last week's episode about when did the Zen actually come in? Because mm. that's what the punishers need to work out in this off-season. Mm. Yep. What uh, mantra does the leader, um, the illustrious leader, need to present to these men to get... The very best out of them. Can, can you imagine, like, he... I, I loved it when he was fired up and he got passionate about fantasy. Can you imagine about how passionate he would get if he was blowing it up and he was blowing up at the same time? It'd be great. It'd be a great little duo if he was just selling shit It'd be good if right we center. had some material around, you know, his thoughts mm. and It his would passion. be, but maybe we'll save that for when we actually get to Pappas because we're still reviewing the Thais oh, yeah. and this Timos is, matchup here. I don't rambling. know how we fucking got onto Pappas so much, but... This is rambling. Uh, it is absolute rambling. Look, let's go and just quickly summarise both teams struggling with RB. Um... Robinson getting absolutely yeah. shunted That's, by his coach. It's a big talking point. He got the point. thumb as well as. I know we want to. I know we want to push on. I know we want to push on and review other games, but this one was a big game, and I think it's a pretty big talking point. The James Robinson stuff is yeah, really, it's, really strange. It's not good. Um, the Urban, Urban, Meyer, Urban Meyer, James Meyer, Robinson, everything is strange, and for Matt, it's um, not what he wants to see at this time of year. I will say credit to uh, Old Tassels, put up thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, without him, it was looking like a very low sort of setup and Dak, this week. Dak surely struggling with some injuries. He looks yeah. just a bit off. He scored 11. He does look a bit off. He mm. doesn't look... He doesn't... I don't think he's rushed much in the mm. last month. No. There's got to be right. something going on there. Can, um, we, can we get IT on to um, whether <laughs> James Robinson did or did not attend the Urban Meyer Magic School? Mm. Perhaps that's where yeah. he's gone to shit. Does Urban Meyer get... Fired before the end of the season or, or resign before the end of the season? Uh, I don't think before the end of the season, but I think... At least in this off-season. Oof, I don't think he wants to be there. He doesn't want to be there. I don't think anyone in that organisation no wants, wants him, him there, there. And I don't think he wants to be a part of it. But it's, who knows? They've paid him a lot of money, which is a problem because so if they fire him, they're probably going to pay him out. Or work on a settlement. So I think the best, I'd, the best scenario for the Jags would be if he got a college gig somewhere. I reckon he'd and, line something up and just... And they came to a settlement. Yeah. Anyway. It's a gross situation. Anyone owning a Jags player is not <laughs> well, enjoying that. You, talking of, I was going to ask, you being the Lawrence owner, it's probably the most important. What would you like? Well, you're talking about swag new. <laughs> I'd, I'd want Urban to fuck right <laughs> off as quickly as possible. He's... When, when a rookie quarterback is coming out going, I don't reckon we should bench one of our best players... That says a lot about where your coach is at and where the culture of that team is at. But we'll, uh, yeah, Blizzard Moss, we'll just quickly mention. Um, yeah, got was a healthy scratch again, mm-hmm. old Zach Moss. After healthy the scratch, heavy run game in the Blizz. Healthy yep. scratch, that's the last three weeks for Zachariah. Zachariah, is that his official name? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it was interesting, he actually started some rando Jets running back oh, over him. yeah. For Aziz. He must have known that the blizzard or the healthy scratch was on its way. Because an interesting, interesting start. Yeah. I think there was a bit of talk that he could... Because Tevin Coleman was out, wasn't he? Yeah, so there was. was talk that he was going to get a heavy workload. Anyway, uh, we'll move on. The next game was Park City Lions, 143, defeating the Bayside Executioners, a 107. Uh, the talking point was the Lamar injury. George mm. Kittle had another massive game. Huge. Any other thoughts? Huge. Uh, no, nah, I mean, you paid up to get Kittle, and I think he's um, I think he's showing why. Um, he's been enormous over the last um, couple of weeks in particular, so um, you'll be hoping that continues over the next few weeks for sure. I did, yeah. I've just got in here that Scoot summed it up, I think, in our messenger chat when he said, Lamar scores 1.2 and I still get beaten by almost 40 points. So it kind of sums up... <laughs> His team, uh, and I think there's plenty of reflection this off season for the Bayside Executioners, and 
uh, what they're going to do with their list, which will be fascinating, actually, to see. These teams that have not made playoffs, some that went early last year, obviously going all in for a title and now are missing out on playoffs. It's just going to be interesting to see what people do because you pointed out, Keeney, uh, 9, 10, 11 finish last year is now 1, 2, 3 this mm. year, so it can turn pretty quickly. Uh, we can't not mention a certain player when we talk about the Bayside execution. He's, he's been much maligned this year, but DJ Moore... You blokes want to have a crack at where he is currently sitting in the wide receiver rankings? Oh, probably better than what at, you think. I'd have him at wide receiver 11 on the season. I've actually seen a stat where um, in his first four years, he's something like top three all-time in the NFL for yards after the first four years. Mm. He's, he's good. He just he, So he hasn't been scoring a lot of touchdowns and his QB play has been horrendous. He'll be fine. And what has that translated to for year four? He, He'd be a top 12 receiver for sure, for mine. Yeah, um, wide receiver 11 is my guess. So his last three weeks, which has mm. pretty much been when uh, a certain member of this league Pat has uh, brought his brought him to our attention a lot, but 13, 12, and 11, and he's the wide receiver 19 on the year. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, I don't want to... I don't. Uh, we were talking about Papa again in someone else's review, <laughs> yeah. but... Um, it's a lot of air Yeah, time. I, would, I would have thought also a bit better because he started like a house on fire, but there yeah, you go. Yeah, but I think the QB play is a huge... I mean, they've essentially had three QBs play throughout this season for their team and their best player go down as well. He's never had a decent changes. QB. Yeah. What happened to Scary Terry? Fucking cast. Yeah, but I think he was struggling as well because it, yeah, it was a decent way into the game before he copped that fall. I think, I think he got his like legs taken out in a catch and fell. Well, I think Diggs shattered him um, and Heineke couldn't get anything going against Dallas and then he got KO'd pretty badly. So, mm. um, season oh, well. over. Season season over for, for him anyway. Uh, next game was the legal team. 137 defeating the haircuts. 132. Very close matchup. Unfortunately, this one didn't really matter about the result. It was more about the points that both teams were scoring. So, it was a very close game, but I don't think anyone was... Uh, too stressed over how that result went down. So, yeah, any thoughts there, Keeney? Um, yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned on the pod that um, Steve needed to knock off Tim by 50. So mm. he was 49 away, so he nearly got there, which, <laughs> was, just felt which was good. Um, but Steve, so the, the haircuts are an interesting team, aren't they? Like, they're, they're pretty close knocking on the door of playoffs and hold seven first-round picks and no legible QBs. So yeah, it's well, a very, very interesting watch. I find it fascinating because those seven first-round picks pretty much were generated by trading out Wilson and Burrow. So mm. put his list with Wilson and Burrow. Mm. That is a scary bloody team yep. going into the playoffs. But I suppose if he's going for longevity, then this is the game he plays. <clears throat> well, we're not going um, to spoil uh, a potential season review where we'll real, really dial yep. into yep. everyone's yep. teams, where they're at, what worked well. But just a last point on this matchup, playoff Lenny, wreaking havoc. He's uh, what? What do you think he's on the year, boys? Running back wise, it'll be something gross. Like top, I don't know, eighth, eighth. Not that high. I wouldn't have thought. It was that top eighth or no, eighth? top eighth. Yeah, he's in the top eight. He'd be no eighth overall. I just think it, uh, his last few games... He had a 40. I've seen, oh, yeah, he I haven't had been 40. following Tampa. He had the 40. He's had a couple of double-digit games I've seen, so I'm just going uh, to... I would, I'd, I would yeah. have said like 12 to 15 range. Four. Fuck Yeah, off. that's ludicrous. It's um, it's a massive turnaround. Uh, Jake took him fourth round, third yeah, round. And he would have known that it would have gone down exactly this way. Yeah, absolutely. Over the Turned to shit in Jacksonville, free agent. He's younger than you think, though. Well, it was, a, was it a trade or a free agent pickup? Free agent. He was let go. Let go. Yeah, that's right. They cut. Yeah. Went to Tampa on a little friendly uh, deal. And, Jesus. Uh, Brucey, old Brucey, loves him. Uh, just the other one, Tyler Lockett. Mm. Um, he he has some big games and found the end zone once or twice against the Texans. Mm. Lost some long gains. Solid again. Um, Jake could do some real damage in these playoffs. He's definitely the sleeping giant here, which is ironic given he's got the chip. Mm. Um, but he'd be very comfortable with where he's sitting, especially with big Benny Roth turning back the clock in the fourth quarter, mm. punching out a 24.82. So if those quarterbacks do well um, yep. for yep. Jake, I think he's got the cattle to oh, cause yeah. some damage. Yep. Absolutely. He's got three pretty dangerous running backs in Harris, uh, Zeke, 
and Amir Abdullah. Nah, and Fournette is the other one. But um, <laughs> Amir Abdullah, Amir. isn't that Steve? Um, yeah. So oh, yeah. I think I'm, t- I'm talking about the wrong team. His, his skill position players are definitely good Very enough. Good. So you're right. If he if his QBs can put up, you know, thirty to forty between them, gives him a really good shot. And I. I'd almost hazard to say that he'd be one of the teams that you probably don't want to face in the playoffs. Even though he's the sixth seed, it sort of means nothing in fantasy, doesn't it? So um, that's no disrespect to the McMahon boys or Camo, but or Ben for that matter. Um, but I think Jake's, if you look at his last month or so, and probably aligns with Fournette a little bit there, um, mm. but his last month has been super solid, like 140 most weeks, 150 in a playoff game. Sign me up. I'll take that right away and... And take my chances with that score. So his last month, one thirty-one, one thirty-nine, one twenty-six, one thirty-seven. So mm, bang solid floor. Yep. Um, so if you're producing that in the playoff, you're every chance. He to had win. a low patch before that, 83, 96, 106. But and that might have been bye weeks. But um, yeah. yeah. And the funny thing, just on Fournette, I don't want to harp on this one, but the, I remember, I remember Tampa got Fournette, and then, you know, they already had Jero Bernard. They already had Ronald Jones. Then they signed LaShawn McCoy, and everyone's like, well, Fournette's not going to be a part of this. they got four running backs. That's what's... And then the playoffs happened. Don't, don't forget about Keyshawn Vaughan. And Keyshawn Vaughan. Then the playoffs <laughs> happened, and he had a really good playoff run. Playoff Lenny developed, and then hasn't looked back. He's yeah. the RB1 by a mile in Tampa Bay. No one's close. Yeah. Ronald Jones can't get, a, get, can't get on the field. No. It's because he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> the next game was the DFF... Oh. 102 defeating the Humdingers 98. I thought, guys, I thought we were going to hear Cool and the Gang for the first and only time this year. I thought there was a chance there where the projections had you coming out on top, Pod. Well, I know he had an ear injury, but how did that affect his mouth? Because he's normally very vocal on the wins and absolutely nothing. I didn't even get any text. I was going to say, I hadn't heard the uh, theme song, but maybe it's playing and he just can't hear it because yeah. his eardrums and he's. I, I reckon. The reason why he's so quiet is because he was he had he had his three year plan figured out of wins mm. over the next three years, and this win fucked him up for next year because now he's got he's got five wins this year now he's got to go ten wins next year he only had oh, eight yeah. he only had eight up his sleeve that he was planning for so and now he's going to have to have forty in that fourth year oh, which makes it that really is going to be very tough to do so maybe he's just maybe he's starting to get a bit nervous that he can't live up to his expected hype I am um, I can't wait for that fourth year. Um, <laughs> But Jimmy Garoppolo really uh, screwed the math up there because it was looking pretty good for the Dingers for a long time. Mm. I think he did. He score a lot late touchdown yeah, with overtime. Kittle, mm-hmm. right? Because he was sitting on eleven, and then all of a sudden, bang, twenty. They scored so, a touchdown in overtime. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that'll 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 do it. That'll um, help. Look, we'll we'll get to the DFF um, in later weeks, but you know, five and seven, he'd be or five and nine, he'd be pretty happy with that, I reckon. Absolutely. He's building. He's he definitely building. building, bro. He's he gone from from twelfth up to tenth, I reckon. So we'll, we'll get into the draft pick that he holds. Mm. It is a decent chance to be a very good pick again. Yep, two years in a row. So yeah, if he can keep keep moving in the right direction, he'll be pretty happy with that. We'll finish up with the last game, which saw the Grouse one eighty one defeating the Punishers one thirty nine. It's probably the nicest score the Punishers have put up in a fair while. Mm. Uh but he just faced an even greater score in 181. That is ridiculous. You didn't even need this game, and you're still ripping out 180s, mate. What are you? Uh, what are you averaging on the week? And don't pretend you don't know, because I know you know. <laughs> you absolutely know. Be 160. Uh, no, no, no. It's not that high. No way. It's, I've scored 2200 for the year in 14 weeks. So whatever had, that is. What was that little stat you had before about you needed 40 more points? I needed 40 more points to knock you off by a thousand this year, which. <laughs> <laughs> would have been good. The other stat is if I scored another point one two points in this game, I would have outscored. I would have put up four hundred points against Papa this year, which would have been great in two <laughs> games. But anyway, just shy of one sixty average. One fifty. Okay. One fifty seven. It means diddly good. squat if you don't do it in the playoffs. Uh, I tell you that he much. Goes. He keeps yeah. talking. Well, this is how he spoke and, about the D's. And this was well. my this was my first point. You get up to watch these NFL games in. You know, we'll do it next week in the bye week. You get up to watch that your players don't get injured. It's, it's not it's fun. It's a weird. It's not fun. It's a weird sort of. <laughs> do you guys get up? Do you? Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Uh, anyway. Good. Um. Yeah. Watching not, for no injuries. That's mm. that's not a fun way. Yeah. You spot on that. To go with him. It was a good. It was a good finish for Papa though. Um. 
so we touched on his injuries a little bit, but he was reasonably healthy this week and he put up a 139. So well, he's at an interesting spot. We were talking about him offline earlier. He's at an interesting spot with his list. Um, we'll go through it in more detail in a couple of weeks, but that uh, sort of whether to sell, whether to hold, it's an, it's an interesting spot for his team. It is absolutely a great finish for this podcast because we did call the ninth power ranking at the start of the year and he's finished. Fucking oath we did. The ninth. That's right, and Team. we copped some feedback. We from, copped some from who? From Papa live. <laughs> I remember he was there on Zoom, on the podcast, saying, "You blokes have lost your mind." He called himself number nine, ironically, to basically say, "You blokes have got no idea." He put up a couple of one seventies to start. He was number two, and then we didn't. Then we heard about it all. All no, bloody. I'd, I'd, Hold on, I'm gonna have to jump in. Just no, he, don't he's fucking. Bu- his bum buddies. Butting in no, again, no, eh? no, 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 I, no. I can't. I can't sit here. I can't sit here and listen to this. But to be honest, no. You know what? Fuck Papa Rock. <laughs> I've defended the fucking prick all year, <laughs> ever since he sucked it fucking right up in those power rankings, saying, "How dare you fucking have me at number nine? Blah, blah, blah. And what did he do? He fucking absolutely oh. shit the bed when it counted. Oh. I don't give a fuck how many injuries you claim you have, mate. Everyone has fucking injuries. Have a look at everyone else's list and fucking oh. get your head out of your own fucking ass, mate. Fucking be better. <laughs> we uh, we oh. might not have got cool in the gang for the That's wins better. this week, but we're, I think we're back. Oh. I think we're well, all united again. We need, yeah, we need fucking me getting... Right onto Papa's back about being shit, and we need fucking Zen Papa to fuck right yeah, off and the because he's a piece fuck- of shit, and we fucking don't need it. <laughs> I was going to say the league is way better if you fucking hate Papa like it used to be. Yeah, that was that was one of the great rivalries in fantasy, and this bum buddy sort of Zen shit from you it was horrible. Was not on. I don't know how to break this to you guys, but I've had Papa on the line this whole time, fuck and he off. just heard that spray live. Uh, I'll unmute him now. What do you reckon, Papa? Um. Yeah, I don't know what else to tell you, boys. <laughs> Got to be better next week. Over and out. Next week. There's, oh. no, there's no fucking next week for you, mate. I don't know how to break that to oh, you. You're dear. out of the playoffs. He signed off for good. What, no, Papa? Final words. It's been real poor. I'm fucking upset. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it sounded like he was gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Pap. I didn't realise it uh, would affect you that much. Sorry, man. Nah, I'm not fucking sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, time for some playoffs. What's that? Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win again, win again, win again. All right, and can you run us through the playoff seedings now that they are official? Yeah, they are. That is one hell of a drop, too. I think, Hod, you said you were driving around and just listening to that sort of uh, drop on loop and just getting fired up, I reckon. Window yeah, down. I'm driving um, with no hands for a bit. <laughs> boy, bumble. Um, the, the playoff seedings, uh, for those that aren't aware, um, number one seed, the Grouse, the number two seed, Park City Lions, both teams to have the week off. And then we get into the number three seed, the winner of that division, your great division. What's it called again, Hod? Sunny Weaver the Sunny Weavers, the San Diego Demons. Well done. Um, and as we touched on, the first three seeds here, um, playoff newbies weren't in there last year. So mm. in this year. And the, the bottom three seeds were all there last year with a bit of playoff experience. And so they are, sorry. Have we followed the NFL's worst to first theory? Mm, maybe. Did maybe. anyone do that? DFF, there's a chance for you next oh, year, mate. Mm. So were either of you last, last year? Eleventh. Uh, nah, DFF was for last. the division though. Oh, it's a good call. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was last definitely for the division. Worst first. Yeah, I reckon I was last too. Bang. There's there hope go. DFF and the there Dingers. There really is. But the Dingers finished last this year. Uh, first yes. to worst. <laughs> first to worst, and then worst to yeah, first. Yeah, love it, yeah. love it. Anyway, um, the the other three guys Ricky that Bobby. are that are in and were there last year. In amongst it, a bit of experience here. We've got the number four seed, the straight cash homies. Kissed. The yeah. The straight <laughs> ki- the straight kissed homies. Uh, the number five seed, the prestige worldwide black leather gloves. And the number six seed, he did it from the five seed last year. 
Can he do it from the sixth seed this year? OJ's legal team. So there's our six playoff teams. Well, Dark that, horse. that sixth seed there, that's the experience you want. I don't know if you can call Prestige Worldwide experience getting bundled out first round of the playoffs. Yeah. He's been there. He's hoping has to outdo his performance. Been there, year. hasn't done it. Is that what hasn't you're saying? Hasn't done it, yeah. Mm. But let's uh, hear more about that in our previews. Oh, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. Sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean that. And we'll kick off our first preview, which sees the third seed, San Diego Demons, taking on the sixth seed, OJ's legal team, the reigning champs, scraping in, looking to do damage, and the winner of this game will actually take on the Park City Lions. So mm-hmm. I am going to be watching this game very closely. Um, on Camo's side of it, he's got a few injuries there for him to keep an eye on. Kareem Hunt being one of them. He just came back from a bit of a spell off. Then cop the ankle injury. Doesn't look like he'll probably get up this week, so we'll wait and see. Is Chase Edmonds so a chance? Chase Edmonds was taken off IR and then didn't play today, which was interesting. interesting. That's very so rare. That they, they went do, without him. It? So he's a chance, I reckon, to play next week, and I think Camo will need him too. He's a nice replacement for Kareem Hunt if he can get up. Absolutely. Now, Javonte Williams, we spoke about the Melvin Gordon stuff before. Um, he's just... Everyone kind of, I think thought of the Melvin Gordon situation to be a little bit like Jonathan Taylor last year where maybe early season might have just lost touches but then got stronger as the year went mm. on. And it's even when things were set up for him to actually take over that workload, it's just not happening. So mm. must be very but, frustrating. But in a, in a sense, you're not far off. Like if, if Gordon leaves next year and they just go, well, you've got the keys, mate. He is a serious, I'm talking redraft, could be a first, second rounder in redraft. Yeah. No well, issues. So. Camo would... Uh, prefer for that to probably start happening this week in particular. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, Devonta Smith coming back, which is ironically a former member. Mm. Revenge game. They did of trade. the OJ's legal team. Yep. I forgot about that trade. Yeah, he traded. Right. Camo's done that many it's, trades. It's not I hard to forget about forgot. Camo's trades. <laughs> Forty-five. He's done over two years. So has he traded with every single person in the league? Um, he's traded with. I actually looked at this. Funny you say that. I looked at this today. So there's. Well, 11 other league members that he could trade with. He'd trade with himself if he could, let's be honest. But um, out of the 11, he's traded with 10. So there's one one team he has yet to... Uh, and not only has he traded with 10, I'll reveal he's traded two times plus with everyone else. Zero right. for one team. I'll leave it at that. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Are we going to reveal? Oh, well, you can guess you if you guess? want. You yeah, I'll have a guess. Well, judging on uh, who who doesn't my, do my many experience trade. with someone in the league recently, I'll have a crack at Timos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, blizzards! Was he right? No, nah, he's spot on. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. One guess. Nice. Really? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even need the soundboard. We How's just that? Got camo That's down a pat. stat. So you must be doing some. Either your calculator is broken, or you're doing something wrong with your well, negotiation. The, you know the old saying. You haven't saying, traded with Camo. You yeah. know the old saying. If, can't get a root in a brothel. Yeah. Well, if you can't get a trade with Cubbo, that's the new one. Jesus, Jesus. that's outstanding. That's very good. Wow, we. That's the sort of material we make up on the spot here. Keeney, you got the next one. I do. Um, I was going to go through through Jake's team. We've um, sort of touched a little bit on on playoff Lenny and how important he's been to Jake over the last month or so. Um, the the fact that you said he's running back four sort of blows my mind a little bit. That's um, unbelievable. Um, but you know. I think um, great offense. They've scored the most touchdowns out of anyone this year, Tampa Bay. So not really surprising that they've produced a good running back. Um, the Hopkins injury is, is one for, for Jake this week that will certainly be in a watch. He's been a fraction disappointing mm. this year. He's been a little bit injured, no doubt. But um, his lofty standards, he'd be a little disappointed with how Hopkins has gone. I think he got did his ankle late in the game today against the Rams. Not sure the severity of it. Um, but he's, he didn't play the last two or three minutes. So... Um, we'll wait and see. That's uh, that'll be touch and go, I think, for Hopkins. So that's a pretty important one. Um, Tony Pollard's the other one, which is interesting. I think he took the week off against Washington. He's clearly a, a decent part of the Dallas um, attack at the minute, and it's pretty ironic. He probably doesn't want Pollard to get up because that way Zeke can be the main man without Pollard sort of spelling him. Because I don't think having Zeke and Pollard, he doesn't really want to play both of them. Who have they got next week? Do we know? Good question. You got. Oh, we can get IT on that. Yeah, I think it is Have the Giants. Be, yeah, I think it's the Giants. Um, which which is a great matchup for running backs. It is, but um, he probably doesn't want to play either. Oh, sorry, both. 
So he'd love the clarity of Pollard out. I'll just fire up Zeke. Away I go. Oh. So anyway, speaking of clarity, um, one thing we know is Tom Brady produces running backs year in and year out, mm. and this year is no different. Um, with playoff Lenny, not only playoff Lenny, but just everything Lenny this year at number four. But this is uh, this is a theme that this bloke we we know him for the great quarterback play, but I think this is actually common trend with most really good quarterbacks. You think of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones is very productive, has been for a long time. Drew Brees has always had um, or did always have very productive running backs. I think it's it yeah. just speaks to the quarterback's talent. Um, and Tom Brady's always produced them. Oh. Yeah. It's interesting, though, in um, in New England, he produced them, but it was always hard to work out. There was mm. never like a lead Which guy. They would start? score touchdowns. Who was the bloke? Who was Gray's? the bloke in... Gray? Yeah, he started Noah Gray like one or something? week, scored 20-something... Four and then touchdowns, got 200 yards. Never be saying this. That's that's not a Brady thing. That's a Belichick. Yeah, it was. But you're right. Like you, you were talking about um, who was the guy you're talking Le-Garrett about? Garrett Blunt. Garrett Blunt. Like he yeah. came in and scored 18 touchdowns or something that year. So you're right. I think good offense. You know, score high points and and give opportunities to the running backs near the goal line. When ultimately, if you can produce touchdowns, you're going to score pretty well as a running back. So, well, I don't know. After seeing uh, Brady do a few runs of ten plus yards, <laughs> he's with, been running a bit this with year with the studs up on the weekend. Mm. Um, he might continue to do more, but I think Bruce Arians squashed that pretty quickly today. I think he said, "I don't want to see any more of that." Yeah, that's fair. Um, but anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our second game for this week. And this is an absolute barnstormer in the 4v5 category, both from the division. It's the straight cash homies taking on the prestige worldwide. It is the two brothers again, head to head with the winner to play off in their own division against the grass. So it is just a very in-division side of the draw here. Yes, this brother rematch, it's... Uh, what is the overall record this season between the head-to-head record of the two brothers? Before you get onto IT for that, you know when it turned? When Matt went real low with the child comments and That's drowning, point, the drowning. Him, leading up to that game. That was right. very full-on. We all were pretty uh, quite hurt, a heavy hurt comment. by those yeah. comments. Yeah, I thought it was pretty rough. It's, but, um, yeah, it hasn't been good for the prestige. Saying, since. Do you believe in a bit of the karma train? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I believe in the, the calm. Uh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not sure where to go from there. Neither but I. I'll tell you, you're touching on the the record here of Timos v. Thais. Well, I can tell you actually that Timos might look at this and go, I don't mind my passage through here to the to the final. I'm 2-0 against Thais this year. I'm 2-0 against the grouse. Bang, bang, chicken and shrimp <laughs> in the in the final. The old bunny side of the draw for Timos. He's I, just going to... I see what he's doing here. He's... Reverse know, mozzle. Reverse mozzle. Reverse so moss. You, you, the blizz. Ooh. So... I I know he's doing that, but but surely just even the thought of another Conklin oh. matchup, that is just For the 17th time, it's Gronklin. All right. <laughs> I don't want to cop him. I see, I see what you're doing here. You, you know, you get into playoffs. You've been very coy on your team and the potential it can do and you're taking it one week at a time and now you're just laying out the sketch for Timos and you're trying to just reverse moz him. It's very good. Mm. Very well played. Anyway, we'll see. Yep. We will. Um, we will. Look, talking point for, for Timos in this matchup and, and for the remainder of the year... Kamara being back. Now, we know he missed uh, probably a month, I reckon. So, clearly a um, a big part of Timos's team with his lack of depth at the running back position. So, Kamara is huge for him. Came back, had 27 carries against the Jets. That is large. Um, and I think the biggest watch was, though, that Taysom Hill-Kamara connection in the passing game, which is always a little bit of a, a question mark and maybe lowers his ceiling a fraction in that passing game at his best. Kamara's a eight, nine, ten reception kind of guy. He only had the four. I had five targets, so he'll be somewhat happy with that. But um, the fact he got used twenty-seven times on the ground with no Ingram um, is is a, a big result for Timos. Yeah, long way off his week seven stat line of eleven targets for one twenty-eight yards and a yeah. tutty. Yeah, so which he which long, he's obviously far away removed. Obviously, what he's capable of doing. But the Saints just we've almost just turned into this running attack where we're barely passing the ball at all mm. um, due to due to the QB uh, leading the way there in Taysom. So I don't think Timos is too worried at having Taysom Hill. It's He's got a great floor with that rushing ability. He's going to put up, you know, probably his 15 to 20, you'd think, with the rushing. And it's an interesting start-sit discussion with 
Tannehill gets Julio back. Does he want to go the stack this week? Um, he's he sat him for for Taysom Hill this week, so and he made the right call. Yeah. Twenty six against uh, sixteen. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So that'll yeah. be an interesting one. Um, the biggest watch here is is Tim's running back two situation. Um, he went with Austin Walter this week. <laughs> I'm going to put my hand up. I know a lot of NFL players. I'd never heard of the bloke before in my life. Um, and he sounds white. And I still don't know him because he didn't even play. He was. He felt he fell ill before the game started and didn't uh, grace the field. So is he what? I, I can confirm. I've never heard of this bloke because he played his rookie season for the Giants. I've never <laughs> even heard of the bloke. Jesus. Played one game apparently in 2019 and then he was at San Fran for four games mm. and two games for the Jets. So. Yep. Um, and it was a it was a interest, It was probably a good start. Probably a good start decision in the end with Austin Walter because old Blizzard Moss. Got the scratch in a warm weather game. Probably saw the forecast in Tampa and thought it's a nice tropical sort of setup down there. We won't be requiring any Zach Moss <laughs> arrangement, so we will. <laughs> sorry, I thought Julia Gillard just joined her by requiring. <laughs> oh, sorry, went all Gillard on you. Um, but uh, have no fear, Moss will have a running back too this week. Don't you worry. Kareem Hunt, of course, got injured, so in slots. Big Deernest Johnson. Another week in paradise for Timos. Unbelievable scenes. <laughs> this will be a weekly theme, I think. Especially, I can't wait for if Timos gets through oh, the preview for the that straight game. kissed homies. My God, <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Well, I need to shut you down from talking about Moss for a bit because I'll uh, I'll talk about Thais and he will be hoping for. The Walrus to get back this week. It's looking likely. Um, Henderson also could return. We've talked about that. Will he have the lion's share like he's had earlier in the year? Certainly, Thais hopes so. But um, pretty confident uh, he won't be wanting uh, Evan Ingram to play. That's for damn sure. I've uh, been on that train for a while. And uh, Cortland Sutton has been a real problem this year. Now, I'm going to dive into this. Uh which you've already done for me, but I'm going to go even further. So he did get paid. Now, wide receivers, this position, when you pay them, there is a history of not performing uh, too well after that. Now, I vaguely remember this was two months ago, I reckon. Hmm. IT, yep, just confirmed. I reckon six weeks. Six weeks. All right, have a listen. So his first six weeks, 1.9, yep, 20. 6, 6, 22, 19. We'll say he got paid then, just for argument's sake. This is the last seven weeks. 9, 5, 3, 3, 2, 2, 1. Now, this guy got a packet. But what's interesting is they also paid Tim Patrick. Mm. And they also have Jerry Judy on a rookie contract, so he's going to be developing. And Judy mm. came back from injury. Yeah, I, mm. I don't really know what the Broncos are doing there, throwing the cash at... Patrick and Sutton. And they're a running offense. A running offense. Yeah. Are they... It's interesting. Are they just buttering up a bit of A-Rod? Mm. <laughs> have this quartet... Uh, you are triple. you are willing this on. It is a quartet, though, if you had KJ Hamler in, because apparently he's worth a stash, but we won't <laughs> we won't dive into that. But anyway, just, just some uh, interesting uh, thoughts on Cortland Sutton there. Yeah. Mm. Um, and similar boat with Robinson. Does anyone want to... Allude to no, well, we is. we touched on Robinson, but I think on back on back on um, Sutton, he's a good receiver. He like, is a good he, receiver. He's a good number one receiver at most teams. I'm more concerned that he's not getting any targets. He's getting well, two, actually, three targets. That's the biggest problem. I'll squash it very quickly. Teddy Bridgewater sucks. He's shit. Well, he's so really shit. bad. Yeah, there's um, that. So yeah, that like I think put a, Q, a decent QB in there and and it fixes a lot of the problems. Well, a QB that throws a lot though, because that is a they're gonna all. You got a game manager. They're gonna the all need ten targets a game, and then KJ Hamler is another pretty nifty little receiver that could come back. He and then you got Noah the Fant. Yeah. It's a loaded offense. Yeah. Um, just so, needs a good quarterback. Side note: It would have been an interesting trade idea or trade option for a, a developing team to go after Sutton, with the hope that they change QB. Yep. Give, give Matt Turns it around probably quickly. a lesser player right now, but someone who's going to score more for him in the playoffs. Um, that would have been. An interesting one. I don't know who that would have suited, but I think they're the type of moves you can look to do if you think, well, shit, I think they're going to change QB. His value will go up. I'm going to, I'm going to have a punt here 
and and straight away apply for him. I did have a dabble at Sutton in yeah. some trade talks, okay. um, but then ended up landing Judy later. But oh. yeah, well, yeah. we'll finish with our talks about uh, James Robinson, who is just got to be the most frustrating bloke to have on your list at the moment because he's too good to bench, but he's not getting the opportunities to warrant starting him. So what do you do in that situation? I mean, he's only three weeks removed from having seventeen carries, hmm. yet the last two weeks he's had. Eight and six carries, respectively. So, what do you do? Well, the game script is never going to help when you lose twenty to nothing. Um, so Lawrence was passing the whole game on the weekend. I don't know about the yeah, but they before. haven't they haven't been in many positive game scripts. But in the early part of the season, he's scoring 22, 20, 21, 17 before they're by. Like, yeah. it's so good, he it, he can produce because he can mm. also be part of the receiving game and also have about fifteen to twenty carries somewhere in that range. Yeah, it's it's a good call because it's a tough player to start right now. And even more so when you look in the playoffs for Matt, he's going to have Houston and the Jets, which are yeah, juicy, juicy, matchups. juicy matchups for James Robinson. If Matt knew he was the starter, happy days. You'd pencil him in for 15 uh, mm. with, the, with the likelihood he might get 25. So, furthermore, complication. I mean, let's, let's say that Matt potentially gets one or two or three more games out of James Robinson, depending on how far he goes. He gets Eddie M back next year, mm. and then Robinson's value, which seemed to go up with the Eddie M injury, mm. drops, you would mm. assume, pretty quickly. And who knows what happens when their coach changes, because he will, because he's shit. Mm. Well, just on those first four weeks for the Jags, um, they were in every game. So the the game script was there for him. So if that's painting the picture of they're playing some weaker opposition in the yeah. coming weeks, then I think Robinson is definitely playable. He's got to play yeah. him, doesn't he? Has to play him this week. Anyway, we'll uh, I'll take Papa off mute. Let's get your thoughts on the Prestige Worldwide, please, mate. Starting to look like the Prestige Worldwide and the Dynasty Group just absolutely falling off the planet. Oh. <laughs> He reckons they're falling off the planet, not even off a cliff. How, how do you reckon Thais would um, cop one, those comments from a bloke number nine? How does one fall off a planet? Well, it's a big fall. <laughs> Bloody hard. you got to defy gravity. <laughs> got to get Fucking up there. <laughs> Where's the edge? Yeah, no. Is he a flat earth theory kind of guy? <laughs> oh, he would be. <laughs> <laughs> Old Zen. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's move on, shall we? Because I reckon... I reckon our uh, inboxes have gone off a bit this week and a little bit of grapevine action. So we have it on good authority that some last... In the in the mad rush to beat the trade deadline, there were some last-minute trade rumours floating around. And you know what? Respecting the, the members of this league, we won't reveal any names here, but... Um, but I think we need to mention sort of some context here just to put out there some of the, the trades floating around. And it left one member of this league just fuming that this exchange took place and, and the, the blatant disrespect. So, look, uh, one member from this league inquired about, let's let's put the names, he inquired about Aaron Jones and Saquon Barkley. So I reckon we can probably so figure out who... Papa's, uh, Papa's team. Yeah, and, yep. and so we don't reveal the identity of the other bloke, he inquired, so he wanted to get, I'll just recap, Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley for a 23-year-old running back who's mm-hmm. currently sitting as an RB4, so that's in the 40s mm-hmm. on the year, a 22-year-old wide receiver who's dealing with a season-ending injury. Okay, yeah. A young QB that has mm. not had much playing time at all this season. A 2024 first and a 2024 second. Now, mm. just gut gut check or gut feel, boys. What what do you think about that? So, we've got Aaron Jones, Saquon Barkley, both running back, starting running backs for their teams. Yes, Saquon's had his injuries this season and Aaron Jones a little bit, but both very good on their day. For a 23-year-old running back who's running back for 22-year-old wide receiver, season-ending injury, young QB, barely played, 2024, first and second. Yeah. Gut gut feel. Gut gut feel is um, the value for mine of, of Barkley and Jones, even though they Jones has been good, even though Barkley hasn't had a great year, um, they still hold immense value for mine um, this year and, and beyond. For mine, it comes down to who the young QB is. That's the big piece in this deal. If the young QB is, um, you know, a nice prospect and he hasn't played much, I don't know who this is, um, then maybe it changes something. But if you're getting two pieces in the deal 
and giving up a first in three years and a second in three years and three scrap heap type players, uh, I would think the uh, the the guaranteed running backs are the, the side I would like. I don't have any uh, much more to add on that, but I would assume that the second package uh, doesn't operate with a trade calculator. I did. I, I punched it in to a trade calculator and it, uh, it came out three times the value to the team that was trying to offload those sort of... the, the pile of players there. So... Uh, Papa, as we said, would have been pretty uh, pretty disappointed that someone is throwing a trade that makes his team essentially three times weaker as a result of hitting accept so on it. Are all those players sort of bench players, from what you know? Well, running back four on the season, season-ending injury. Yeah, well, right um, now. Yeah. Right now, and then uh, not much playing time, so mm. you couldn't really play that QB. So, yeah. yeah, at current or at present, all uh, bench players. I reckon we'll... Uh move off this subject because you can't really top that package I don't think so uh, current lottery standings boys yep and this is the other uh, end of the scale the real we've, important we've, stuff yeah we've talked about the playoff implications and now we'll get to the uh, the other end of the ladder and um, we've got one uh, very interested on looker or on listener first to worst in the room first to worst yep um, so we'll go through the lottery standings uh, as they sit now that we do know the order for the lottery, as we as I'll, I'll say one more time, it doesn't guarantee you the pick, but it guarantees you a good probability in that position. Pick one, the DFF and Hod. This was actually your pick, um, which is a bit disappointing, but that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, my man. But it doesn't matter because pick two in the lottery goes to the Humdingers after you identified one scooter as... Maybe his team full of uh, rubbish. Stank. It's stank a fraction. So he, he swooped and uh, took his first rounder, end up with pick two in the lottery. Very, very nice. I just want to um, I just want to identify, I didn't think the whole team stank. I saw some concerns in the quarterback room, yep. which played out. Um, pick three, the DFF. Two in the top three. Now, who had that last year? Someone. I reckon the DFF, DFF uh, did. did. I reckon he had... Uh, That's right, he went back to one, one and three. And, no, one and six, and it became two and uh, three. Yeah. It was a very... Even though he didn't get the did one, well. it worked out well for him. Did oh, well. Did it? He's building, bro. He's Wilson building. and so, Lance. Well, we'll, well, time will tell. Waddle looks like a nice pick. Um, Waddle's delicious. So he's gone from two wins up to five wins and holds one and three in the lottery. He's uh, if, building, bro. If Garoppolo gets a start somewhere, at least for next season then it's actually worked out pretty well for him. Mm. He gets three QBs. Agreed. And number four, probably the most seesaw team in this league, the wild card, the sensible haircuts. Well, jeepers. I won't uh, reveal anything more, but it's a whole lot of haircuts coming up. <laughs> it's going to be a real sharp lottery. Yeah, which is the opposite of me at the moment, a whole lot of haircuts, and the sensible haircuts holding the pick five there, which was tied to the Papa's punishes. So if Papa had have held on to his pick, would have had the fifth, Best chance for that uh, number one spot there. And then, no surprise here, the Sensible Haircuts also holding pick six, which was tied to the Stallions, who, as we pointed out, just missed out on the playoffs with a loss last week. Yep. And uh, just for those uh, sort of number people listening in at home, uh, Steph, with picks one and three in the lottery, has a 56% chance of the pick one. So... A little bit better than a casino I, coin flip, I reckon Benjamin. he's learned his lesson from last year and he said, I need better than 50% chance to lock up the number one spot. Unfortunately, his boy Lawrence isn't there. I don't know he's got a man crush on this year. He he loves to watch a bit of college, though, Steph, so he'd be excited to have some high chances of that pick there. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's not a bad position to be in for a team that went from, what was it, two wins to five wins and then have two early picks. Yeah. We, we've pointed out that you can turn it around pretty quickly if you make the right moves. I just don't know if we can trust yep. he can make the right moves. So, and if I'm going to round up, we've only got three people. We've only got three teams in the lottery currently before you know they may Things get change. traded. Who yep. knows? But as I touched on, so I'll round up. So 57% for the DFF. We've got Hod with a 25% chance for the number one pick. And the combination of all three back-end first-round rounders in the lottery gives Steve 18% chance. To, for the number one pick, so there could've, you go. Could have been out better nicely. for Manny if results fell yeah. slightly differently, but not a bad result. And I think he'll just be happy to have high end picks, whether it's the number one or not. Yeah, and so he he's still got four 
first rounders, and I know three of them are tied to our division. So he'll be hoping. Well, he gets he gets a guaranteed one knocked out this week with Tim and Matt playing each other. So true. He'll have uh, he pick should seven have three, as well. Three. He'll have four oh. picks inside. Depending on what happens in the other game. Yeah, yeah. anyway. All right, so plenty to go down over this week. Obviously, two teams watching on very closely, having the week off, seeing what happens in those results. But also, as you just mentioned there, Keeney, even these teams who are out will be watching these results very closely because it will affect potential picks that they hold. Uh, but, yeah, we... We'll do something pretty similar next week going over the playoffs, but once the playoffs are done and dusted, we will just, to keep everyone who's out listening, there will be a thorough season review to come uh, post-playoffs. So we may even get those GMs on, get them to join us, share their thoughts, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the pappers of the season. Uh, We'll have to wait a few weeks to hear all about that. What do you reckon, Kenny? What are your final thoughts? Yeah, number nine won't be too happy with that. Uh, no, that that should be good, uh, Benjamin. I'm already a little toey about uh, next week and the prospect of facing the Blizz. Um, so I'm just gonna just cool my jets, pardon the pun, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Hot. Well, if there is ever a week to look ahead, it's this one for you two gentlemen having the week off. Uh, but this pod is definitely building, bro. <laughs> Because we're hearing sign-offs all round. We are now hearing sign-offs in our Punters Club video on the weekly. That's how well this podcast is going. Ziggy here, our fourth host, is giving us as much as the ACT listeners, so we appreciate having him on. Um, currently Starkers. <laughs> He's got the Timo socks on. He's got the socks on. Uh, just chilling there and uh, yes, enjoy the week off to you two fellas. Well deserved on the first week by in the playoffs. And I, now that the lottery is out, am off to study some tape on the college season. So good luck, boys. Good luck to all the players this week. And Hodcast over and out. Just got to be better, boys. We've got to be fucking better. And I say it every week, each and every week. You might think it's a catchphrase, but it's not. We've got to be better.